This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another show. Good morning to everybody in the chat box. How are we doing? Good morning to Matt G. Let's all laugh at Man United. <laughs> Absolutely fantastic to see. Balogun and Co. knocking at Man U. We'll talk a little bit more about that in a second. Good morning to Adam. Good morning to Julian, to Viraj. Good morning to you, Femi. Uh, Thomas Abol, uh, when Arsenal don't play, I'm lost. I just binged Reacher, so I haven't been to bed yet in Tampa. Well, you're ridiculously late. It's ridiculously late up there. Uh, Morgan says, morning, Tom. Check out Amari Hutchinson's goal against Chelsea last night. Wow, Maradona-like. Yeah, we're going to talk about that and more. Abdullah says, good morning, Tom. Good morning to Gustavo, to Bruce, to Jose, to Jack. Good morning to everybody joining us in the chat box. And Jack became a member the other day as well. Uh, thank you for joining the TGT crew, mate. And everybody else that's joining us in the chat on a Saturday morning. Saturday? Saturday. It is Saturday. You lose track of the days doing this job. Um, but I hope you're doing good. I hope you're doing well. If you haven't already done so, please do drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel if you are new around here. If you are one of the people that listens to these shows on iTunes um, or Spotify, I don't think you can do it on Spotify, but we do upload these shows to those audio platforms. If you could leave a, a review on iTunes, ideally a five-star review would be great. Um, but uh, if you could take like a few seconds out of your day to leave a review, that'd be really kind of you. I really would appreciate that. Um, and yeah, if you haven't already dropped a like, please also do. Good morning to Harry joining us. See, Harry, you can get up at 8am. It, it can be done, mate. Um, please, if you haven't done so already, subscribe to the Arsenal Way. Uh, we hit, well, I say we hit. We didn't hit anything specific, but the channel's been verified, which is great. Also, I am relatively assured that the six aside video is coming out this afternoon um probably around three o'clock i think so i'll tweet it out obviously but the six aside game out this afternoon three o'clock i'm looking forward to seeing what the editors have done <laughs> with the footage um but that's going to be an interesting watch so i look forward to to tuning in for that uh speaking of even more things to make sure you check out please do go over and click the link in the description to help support vinnie's runners five kilometers every day in january you can help support by just donating to uh, macmillan cancer support uh link as always in the description i didn't work yesterday so there's no articles to shout out and we start off with the news that arsenal's under 23s beat chelsea 3-1 goals from or 
Salah Adin and Hutchinson. Uh, if you haven't seen Salah Adin and Hutchinson's goals, they were absolutely excellent. Um, I haven't seen Orr's goal yet, to be fair, so I can't comment on that. And it did rise Arsenal two-third in the table. They're four points behind league leaders Manchester City in the under-23s PL2 league. West Ham United currently sitting in second, but they have a game in hand and they're three points ahead, so they could go... Uh, they could go quite further forward with that. But Arsenal recording their first victory in something like four or five games. We've been on a little bit of a tricky patch of form through January. Uh, pretty much kind of mirrored how Arsenal's senior side have played. But uh, Aziz did start this game. Aziz now back in the lineup and playing with the under-23s. He obviously didn't secure a loan in the second half of the season. So for the moment, Aziz will be playing with the youth side with Kevin Betsy's team. But if there is any kind of kind of midfield crisis, you can imagine that Aziz will be one of the first names on the team sheet called up to be on at least on the bench of Mikel Arteta's side. We'll talk a little bit about who else could be on that midfield roster uh, in a few weeks' time. Our next story, though, is to hail uh, following Balogun's performance against Manchester United. I loved uh, reading what Clive said uh, on this on Twitter. If you don't follow Clive or know who Clive is, what are you doing, first of all? Obviously, go and check out Arsenal Vision Podcast. But Clive tweeted last night, um, watching Balogun versus fresh top Premier League Man United, and I'm really encouraged to quote a line from The Matrix, you move like they do. He looks a promising forward for a real, uh, for real to my eye. He glides over the ground with such light feet. These loans are so important. Well done. It seems like a good choice so far, getting him to Manchester, uh, getting him to Middlesbrough. And in these games, he started the game against Man United. Fantastic to see them go out after all of the, the stick that they gave Arsenal fans for going out to Nottingham Forest. Then Man United lose to Middlesbrough in the next round. It's just, it's just sweet, sweet, glorious karma is what it is. Um, but Balogun started. Uh, he had a shot from outside the box. I don't think caused anything. He didn't. His movement was good. His link up was good. He was like, I, I didn't think he deserved to be taken off. But he's not started too many games, so I kind of understand why he was. But look, it was a good experience for him. It shows he can, you know, compete. It doesn't. He didn't look out of place, which I think is important when you see these games. When there's these youngsters playing sometimes, like we saw with Patino against Forest, they can go missing. Balogun didn't go missing um, in this game and, you know, was absolutely fantastic to see that happen. So a big congratulations to Balogun on his first Middlesbrough start and getting through to the fifth round of the FA Cup over Man United at Old Trafford. You couldn't write it. Um, continuing on, Wilshere has been speaking in, uh, or rather on TalkSport, and he was asked about his next club and says, I would love it to be Arsenal, but I am not in control of that. He went on to talk about how basically Mikel Arteta doesn't really want him to be playing right now. And you can understand that. Look, Wilshere's not played football in a considerable period of time. Uh, and it would be a huge risk to bring Jack Wilshere into the squad. A huge risk to bring him into the team, considering he's not playing in so long. And we need players performing at a certain level to try and get into the Champions League this season. And if we needed a midfielder, you would have thought we would have signed one in the summer. I love Jack Wilshere. Sure, it would be poetic. It would be nostalgic. And... All of the above to see Wilshere Black and playing for Arsenal. But it isn't realistic. And it, to be honest, it isn't really advised at this moment in time. Uh, to finish off the show, Mikel Arteta and Arsenal did release an interview 
yesterday, which we're going to talk through. But the final story that we're going to cover is actually a transfer story. Now, according to outlet Team Talk uh, online, they've revealed exclusively, reports it according to them, that Zay Luis, uh, who is, I believe, a Cape Verde international, uh, he just, he was rather left Russian side Lokomotiv Moscow during the January transfer window. Uh, the set they had, they used the word severed. Lokomotiv severed the contract with Zay Luis upon mutual consent of parties, meaning that he is now a free agent. Supposedly, um, Zay Luis is uh, an, uh, basically someone who's been offered to Arsenal as a possible option at striker. It's a strange link, but it's not surprising it's popped up. He's a striker that's available. He's 31 years of age. This season, uh, I think it was, was it this season? I think it wasn't even this season. I don't think he's played, to be honest, this season. In 21-22, just have a look at his stats now. Uh, he's played three games in the Russian, in the senior Russian side, uh, or senior Russian league, rather. Three games, no goals so far. Just have a look at what he did last season. He only played 107 minutes, to be fair. Uh, looking at last season, scored one goal, got one assist in eight Russian League games, two assists in the Champions League. If we go to the season before that, still playing for Lokomotiv or was he at Porto? He was at Porto. Scored seven goals in 19 games in 1920, 10 goals in 31 in all across all competitions. I mean, better than no one? I'm not sure. He's. The, I'm not sure Arsenal should be looking to bring him in on a permanent deal. I'd rather see... Mika Biereth given opportunities to be honest I don't think it makes any sense uh, anyway as I said we're going to finish off the news section by going through the comments from Mikel Arteta on the Arsenal website um, he was asked about the objectives of the season he said we have the youngest squad in the league and that is not a coincidence we plan to do something like that because we had to rebuild as well that we believe in we have a full squad of enthusiasm and passion but with the right amount of quality and experience as well which i think is very much needed i'm not sure there is the right level of experience but quality i definitely agree with so we are we are really looking forward to the run-in we know what the aim is at the end of the season we where we want to be it's high but it's possible and we're going to have a real go in the second half to achieve it i am very confident because i see how much they want it and we still have a lot of things to improve. We have lost points that sometimes show the lack of maturity we have in the squad. But at the same time, we won a lot of games because of the enthusiasm, the passion and the energy they bring to the team. So we have to keep maintaining that right balance and give them confidence when those players feel supported and know that we are the right behind them. They play with no fear. That is when they really fulfill their capabilities and their qualities. It's our job to do it. And the fans have been crucial in that because they have really felt that they are behind them. And Arsenal did return home. And there's lots of images on the Arsenal website of them now at London Colney and training, which is great to see. Uh, still no Tomiyasu, uh, I believe, not pictured in any of the training photos yet on the Arsenal website. All of these are obviously courtesy of Arsenal.com, but there's no indication uh, that Tomiyasu was or has returned to training at this stage, just making some final checks to make sure that I haven't missed any images with Tomiyasu in them, which is annoying and frustrating because it means that we're going to have a big decision to make when we play against Wolves. No, Tomiyasu is still not visible in training as of yet, but there is still a week to go, um, or less than a week to go, I suppose. Still got like five days to go for him to get back fit. Uh, and also, Crystal Martin says, Tom, is the Reading friendly today? Well, if Harry is still watching in the chat, I know Harry has some good contacts with this type of thing. 
hopefully he can let us know. We are playing Reading in a friendly and usually that information will leak out somehow. So fingers crossed we do see some information. Um, anyway, let's go on to the questions in the chat box. So if you have any questions for this morning's show, please do throw them in and we'll do our best to answer them. Okay, Manu says, Tommy Asu doesn't need training. He's a beast. I mean, everyone still needs training. You can be a beast. <laughs> still need to make sure you're not injured, Manu. Um, let's scroll up, see if I didn't miss any questions whilst we were going through uh, the chat. MFB says, what kind of striker would be the best kind for Balogun? That's an interesting question. Do you mean for him personally, as in what do you think, what do I think he's going to kind of become? Because I think that he's... And out and out number nine. I'm still not sure if I see that role for him. I kind of like seeing him playing off on the left-hand side of a central striker. I think he played that position really well with Mika Biereth in the under-23s. Could he play on his own? I'm sure that he could. I'm sure if he adds physicality, he needs to bulk up a little bit more still uh, and adds that kind of hold-up play to his game. I'm sure that's something that he could do. But I really like his link-up. I really like his passing. I like him playing off to the left-hand side. He's got that Thierry Henry-esque style finish when he does play onto the left-hand side. So maybe that's something that we'll see from him in the future. Uh, not a question, Tom, says Temi. Just loving your work and content. Thanks, mate. That's really kind of you. What I will say is last night we did our first Twitter space. Um, it was great. I've never done a Twitter space before. But we had uh, probably about 80 people watching, I think, at maximum at one point. We had about 10, 12 different speakers that are on. I want to do that more regularly because it was great. Uh, there was some really good discussions, really good kind of differing points of view that was discussed without shouting, without insults, without condescending comments or anything like that. It was just a really strong debate and conversation about where Arsenal are. I was debating doing something like TGT Tuesdays or TGT Twitter Space Tuesdays, something like that, maybe every week on a Tuesday at a certain time so you know when it's going to be and you can get involved with it. Um, but we'll try and work something out because I really did like it. I was going to do a second stream, but then I realized that the Middlesbrough game was on and I wanted to watch it. So I didn't end up doing the second stream, but it was great. Um, let's go to Andy Love, who says, Hi, Tom. It's great that you reported on the under-23s win last night, as it's important that fans are aware that we have some exceptional talent coming through to the compliment an already very young squad. Andy, we don't just report on it. We do monthly shows on the under-23s. And next week, uh, I'll be having a chat with Kev from Next Generation Arsenal to get a big update on how things have gone this month, plus an update on all the transfers, ins and outs for the under-23s. So make sure you're subscribed with those notifications on to get that content. We'll also be doing our monthly William Saliba update. We didn't do our updates last month because January was just crazy with transfer news. But the, the update shows for the loan team and for Saliba with that. And we're going to be doing a following Balogun uh, report every single month as well. So all of that goodness is coming on the channel. So make sure you're subscribed to get it. Madge says, Tom, if Arsenal were debating whether to activate Isaac's release clause, does this mean that we would have had agreed personal terms with the player? Wondering if we are the first in line for the summer. Look. Uh, Isaac, Isaac, however you want to pronounce it, did a different, uh, did a really kind of different interview the other, I always think it was only a few days ago, where he basically talked about that he didn't really know what the future holds. He seemed very open to moving on from Sociedad despite saying that he was happy there. What I think this means, if we'd have activated the release clause, I have no doubt in my mind that he would have up sticks and left and joined Arsenal. But we didn't, and quite rightly that we didn't, because he isn't worth that £75 million, but possibly... We'll see. So it says, is Arteta the luckiest manager in history? I mean, what he inherited from Unai Emery 
Is he the luckiest manager in history inheriting that? I'm not so sure. But there is an argument that with no first team senior experience to get the Arsenal job, you know, that takes some luck in, in some way. So I think it's a bit of both, to be fair. Omar says, why are most of Arsenal fans on the extreme? I don't think most is fair, Omar. I think, unfortunately, what you see is that the vocal minority obviously stands out a lot more than the overall majority. Some days so happy with players and then the next day so critical with them doesn't make any sense. People make mistakes and everyone has a day off. Yeah, as I said, Omar, I think it's a case of you see and hear the vo the vocal minority uh, and the very extremes uh, shout the loudest. So you feel like there's a larger proportion than there actually is. Um, but no, there is obviously you're always going to find people at different ends of the spectrum on things. That's for sure. Afro joined us in the Twitter space last night. It was great to see. Uh, Scrubber Steve says, "Brave man, Tom, going on Twitter like that." No, look, I, you can call it brave, but I thought it was going. I thought it was interesting. It was really great getting different opinions on on the Twitter space last night. And uh, look, I'm not saying that there's never going to be some kind of trolls in the chat or whatever or in uh, in Twitter spaces, but, you know, there's ways to deal with that. And they're recorded, so you can, you know, just reference that and send it through to Twitter if you need to. Manu says, uh, does Mika Bireth already have a better touch than Lukaku? Probably. <laughs> AJ says, good morning, Tom. Do you see a really bright future for Hutchinson? His dribbling is stunning. I hopefully do. The problem is, is that his contract is still running down. In fact, it's pretty close to the end. I think he's only just got over a year left on his current deal. And uh, as far as I'm aware, Kia Jarabchin is also his agent. So very, very interesting how that's going to work out and how Arsenal kind of tie him down to a new deal if they can. Ritian says, Tom, thank you for all the shows every day. Love your commitment. Thanks, mate. Really appreciate that. Harvey says, hit the likes. If you haven't done so already, please do hit the like button. Amandeep says, we keep trying Eddie and expecting a different result. Should we not at least give Bireth and Hutchinson a go? Yeah, absolutely. I, I really have given up on Nketiah right now. He's going to go at the end of the season. Why not give opportunities to some players that are actually going to stay? Zana says, why are some people twerking for Spence? His numbers show either subpar or average performances. Or is this based off his performance against Arsenal? Or am I missing something? Look, let me read you. Um, I wrote an article on Jed Spence, uh, basically where I spoke to our fan brand's editor, who is a massive Middlesbrough fan. Of course, that's where Jed Spence is on loan from. Let me throw up this so you guys can see it. Give me two seconds. Just share the screen. Share, share. Here we go. So, yeah, I wrote this piece uh, for FL talking about Arsenal fell into, into Jed, falling into Jed Spence's trap as defender won't offer what Mikel Arteta needs. So if we just scroll down uh, to doo -doo 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 -doo, where we start the comments. The problem Arsenal have is panic buying in January. Exactly like what happened. Ironically, in the same position when signing Cedric, the team needed depth and instead of considering further options, jumped at an easy target and a client of Kia Jarabchin. Now, we scroll down to the comments where Ross has spoken about him. I'm not going to beat around the bush here. The last thing Arsenal want to do right now is sign Jed Spence. I can completely understand the clamour for Mikel Arteta to sign a more attack-minded right-back to offer a different type of option to Takahiro Tomiyasu, but Spence isn't your man. 
Having been handed his chance in the Middlesbrough team by Jonathan Woodgate, Spence looked very promising and his pace was causing championship defences all sorts of problems. However, as soon as news of Tottenham's interest in him surfaced, Borough never saw that promising player again. His attitude looked off and there were countless occasions when he was caught moseying back to the halfway line like he was on a lazy Sunday morning jog than actually busting a gut to help out his teammates. You're probably wondering who that was who tore Gabriel Martinelli apart at the City ground a few weeks ago. If I think Spence is this bad, right? Suffice to say, I wasn't particularly shocked to see him turn up to play a Premier League team in front of the TV cameras. Blistering pace will get you so far in a league like the Championship, but as soon as you step up a level, you need a lot more than that. It's plainly obvious that the Arsenal squad is in desperate need of both quality and character, and Spence won't offer you either. So there's uh, <laughs> your damning assessment of Jed Spence, unfortunately. So uh, uh, <laughs> I would not be going after uh, the Middlesbrough Loney uh, at this moment in time. Uh, question Ritian says, do you think Balogun will get game time at Arsenal? I'm very hopeful that he will, but Arsenal do still need to sign uh, not even one, but two strikers, two forwards at least in the summer. Uh, Mark says, morning Tom, waking up of a hangover this morning, so please whisper, just turn your volume down, mate. <laughs> Simple as that. Harvey says, if we want the players at the top of our list, do you think we have to overspend if we are in competition with other big clubs? Yes, it's unfortunately just part of the business of football. You will have to overpay to get certain players. It's as simple as that. I realise how strong the light is on this side. Let me just bring this down. Is that better? That's miles. I'm a bit, I mean, I'm dark. There we go. It's a bit better. Um, let's scroll up a bit more. Why wasn't Mika sent out on loan? Because uh, we sent Moller out on loan. Uh, that's why he didn't go out on loan deep 11. The plan is to send him out on loan next season. But otherwise, we wouldn't have had really had an available striker for the under-23s. So we didn't send him out on loan. Mitchell says, is it common practice to have summer transfers already done in principle at this time of year? Uh, common? I mean, behind the scenes, maybe... What I would say is that we've done it before. If you remember Lucas Podolski, we agreed that deal way in advance. Chelsea agreed the Timo Werner deal way in advance. It does happen. It's not rare. Um, Arsenal could do it, but it, it would be very difficult to kind of commit. If you remember back to the Timo Werner one, Chelsea bought him before they'd even finished their Champions League run because it was the year where the pandemic hit and they were playing the Champions League in August in that knockout competition in Portugal. And Werner couldn't play for RB Leipzig because he'd already signed for, for Chelsea. Uh, Omar says, are you content with Arteta as in how he is managing the environment at the club? Wages lowered, player weight of play changed, needs some players to be a force in the Premier League. Look, content is not, the word, is not what I want to be. I want to be encouraged. I want to be emboldened. I want to be passionate. I have questions. I have doubts about Mikel Arteta. But I wouldn't get rid of him right now. I would wait until the end of the season, see where we've finished, assess what we've done and whether or not a different manager would be able to take this team forward in my mind better than Arteta. But right now, I'm interested to see what continues to go on. I don't mind him doing with the squad what he's doing. I don't mind him ostracising players if they aren't getting with the programme or if they're being disruptive and not being professional. I'm fine with that um, because we've needed to bring some accountability to the, to the team. I find it, I do find it strange how for so many years under Arsene Wenger, we moaned about his loyalty. We moaned about him not uh, treating the players, uh, well, basically he was treating them more like a father than a manager at times. We've got a manager now that's come in and, you know, ruled with an iron fist, which some people may say is harsh, but 
I think that Aubameyang deserves to have been sent away. I think that Genduzi deserved to be exiled from the team. I think that um, we've been in a situation now where we've imp- where things are improving and the squad looks together more than it did previously. And we may see the benefits of that towards the end of this season. Let's wait and see. I would have signed a striker in the January window, an Arta Cabral, someone of that ilk. But, you know, you can't have everything, I suppose. Um, <laughs> Sam says, I think Tom has blocked everyone who is already disrespectful on Twitter, hence great space. Yeah, this is true. Uh, I think I've got something like a thousand blocked accounts and there's 700 blocked accounts on here. Like so many. I I just take responsibility for the audience. Like why would I want trolls? Why would I want abusive people? Why would I want anyone saying awful things about my guests that come on i wouldn't so they just go it's as simple as that uh Oki says tom talk to me about Beereth. what are your main qualities and weaknesses and why do you think he can make the jump to the senior premier league football when so many others have failed Oki, uh from what we've covered of Beereth, and obviously during our monthly updates with kev from next generation arsenal you can find him on twitter at scouting indoors Beereth is a player with a good touch good finish uh someone that's really got an eye for goal he's not selfish either he's really good at kind of creating for his teammates he got a ridiculous amount of assists in his final season with Fulham um so that's something to look out for in him he's, he's a great creator as well as a striker uh decent in the air still a part of his game he needs to work on but you know at six foot one he's got that ability to, to his game physicality too I think he's a player that has got the characteristics of someone that wouldn't be like a bit like Nketiah, too lightweight for senior football. I think hopefully he's got the ability to transition and I look forward to seeing him in the second half of the season and then getting a loan next season as well. Uh, Aditya says, I would surely go to the free agency market for a central midfielder. So many of them on the market and looks like we could find some bargains. Yeah, look, you look at the likes of Corentin Taliso as an option. Maybe that's someone that we could look to. Masrawi at right back as well is another one as well. Uh, Viraj says, why would Saliba want an extension when he's unlikely to start for us? He knows he can walk into most teams that he could go to. Uh, you've got to fight for your place. You can't be guaranteed of a spot. And I think that hopefully Mark Mikel Arteta can make sure that he's assured that there is a route for him into this Arsenal first team. He can fight with Saliba, he can fight with Ben White, he can fight with Gabriel. We could go to a back three. There's options in the uh, European games that you hope we'll be qualifying for next season. The cup competitions too. Sign a new deal, sign a three-year extension, um and then you know if it's not working out you can be sold but i think arsenal needs to take control of that situation and if he's not look if he doesn't want to sign a new deal then we may have to look to sell him i think we need to give the ultimatum in the summer of basically look three-year extension or we sell you um and we're not going to sell you for unless it's for like 40 odd million quid otherwise you're going to stay it's as simple as that PAPP says, Tom, what's your opinion on Arsenal signing uh, Sosko or Simic? Do you mean Sesko? Uh, Sesko is the uh, RB Salzburg striker uh, at the moment. Benjamin Sesko. He's basically starting quite a few of their games. Seven goals, six assists, 24 matches. He's only 18 years of age. One to watch. I think it's a bit too early um, to bring him in at the moment. I think he needs a year two before he starts thinking about probably two, maybe even three years before we start thinking about a move. Um, but Sesco is certainly one to keep your eye on. I've mentioned him before on the show. So do keep your eye on Sesco, Benjamin Sesco at Red Bull Salzburg. He's the next one. Next striker after Adiemi that's coming through with uh, Seku Koita as well. Paul James says, if we offload Pepe, would Amari Hutchinson be a good replacement? Seems to be everything Pepe is, but press is better and control is exceptional. Um, why is it telling me I've only got two people watching? That's weird. 
on YouTube it says 439 are watching. For some reason it says two. On my screen it says two people are watching up there. Let me know if the stream's still going because I don't know why it only says two people are watching. On you, I've got the YouTube stream next to me and it says it's working. So I'm hoping, <laughs> hoping the stream's still going. Paul James, though, says if we offload Pepe, would Amari Hutchinson be a good replacement? Seems to be everything Pepe is, but uh, press is better and the control is exceptional. Look, I think that Amari Hutchinson has the potential to be an Arsenal first-team player in the future. But you know, it's it's still very much um it's still very much a, a player that can offer Arsenal technicality, good dribbling skill, close control, directness, and a good finish. And that's why I was kind of really frustrated that Arteta didn't bring on Amari Hutchinson in any of those games that he was on the bench for. He can he can do something, he can question defences, he can make stuff happen. Why didn't we give him a chance? That's really frustrating for me. Um, yeah, it seems like you guys are still tuning in and watching. Very odd. Uh, we were going to wrap things up anyway, but very strange. Uh, even YouTube says one watching now. That's really strange. I don't know what's going on. Anyway, we're going to wrap things up. Thank you so much, guys, uh, for tuning in. And uh, <laughs> do you drop a like on the video. The two people that are supposedly watching this stream don't know what's happened there. But have an absolutely fantastic Saturday. I'll be back uh, tomorrow for the next morning show. I want to do another podcast at some point. I haven't done an afternoon show in ages, but we'll obviously be bringing that back and more next week. It's been tricky because there's no Arsenal playing at the moment. So that's kind of the problem for us right now is there's no one playing. Um, for Arsenal but there's games this weekend FA Cup's on fingers crossed the teams that we're facing Wolves uh, get a few issues I'm just going to be very blunt about that I hope they get some issues <laughs> I don't want their players playing against us in midweek let's see what happens thank you so much for tuning in do drop a like before you leave subscribe if you're new and as always up the Arsenal it's the 90 plus minute all your mates around, and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go, and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.